0: Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Stacey. I'm here with Coach Allie, and welcome to our the middle of November, where we're continuing to talk about visualization and uh different kinds of tools to master your mind. We really wanna help you help your gymnasts. Um, And if you're a gymnast listening to this, we wanna help you as well. So um, let's get started. This week, we are talking about uh, your future self. So this is a kind of a, a variation on visualization that can be, it's not necessarily about a specific skill. It's about the person you are becoming to be able to then be the gymnast that you want to be, or at coaches, you can use this for yourself too, to be the coach you want to be. And this is about using the skills of visualization to visualize yourself in the future, having already accomplished the things you want to accomplish. So this, this goes hand in hand with goals, but one of the ideas is to look at maybe some long-term goals that you have as a coach, or if you're a gymnast or, are working with your gymnast, looking at your long-term goals of where you want to go to as a gymnast. So is it a college team? Is it a scholarship? Is it competing elites? Is it getting to level seven, like whatever that might be, it doesn't have to be, I'm going to be an Olympian, though it can be, it can be, you know, something smaller, but still something out in the future, kind of that culmination of who you want to be and how far you wanna go as a gymnast or as a coach. When I was a like level five gymnastics coach, everything in me wanted to coach Olympians. And so like, if that's your dream, like dreaming yourself in that place in the future is really powerful for them, figuring out how to actually begin to make that true. So in the same way that visualizing a skill, your brain believes it's already happened. And then it's able to then go and do it physically. When you visualize yourself in the future, your brain will begin to believe that you already are that person. And when you believe you are that person, then you can start acting in ways that will help you become that person. It's so funny. We so often like believe, like, I don't have a right to believe that I am that person until I have evidence. So like, I don't get to, you know, so if I'm a gymnast, I don't get to believe that I'm the level nine Eastern champion until I actually have. Have gotten that medal. But it's actually the exact opposite. Our brain starts putting into motion the things in our life that it believes are are, are true. And so if you want to become the level nine Eastern champion, you have to actually believe that you are that person to get there. But we kind of have taught in our world or we've been taught in our world that you only get to believe what you have actual evidence for in the past. So, Allie, what do you think about that?
1: Um, Well, I'm just thinking about uh, we actually did this as a team once um, where the entire team together visualized what it would have been like to win a national championship. And this was in college. And it was such a cool experience. And I just want to point out that this isn't something that you, um, have to do by yourself and like, no one knows that you're envisioning this, but like, it can be because sometimes we're, um, afraid to share those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't want to tell someone that you want to win nationals. Cause then if you don't, then, then the world's ending, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not actually, but we, in our brain, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's actually really powerful to do this as like an entire team and as an entire group and uniting because it was like, okay, who who are you as a team and what are you feeling and like, how did we actually get here? And then being able to create our um, team values and our goals and our everything as a team was so cool because we had already seen ourselves in the place, we already knew that we wanted to win nationals, right? Like that was our end goal. And so to be able to get there and um, prepare in that way, was a really cool experience. And uh, so I just wanted to share that because I love it. I didn't actually get to do, um, I didn't have these tools my whole coaching career. This was actually like my last year of coaching college that we did this. And so then it ended with COVID. (laughs) So we didn't like have that national experience, but I cannot even explain to you what conference was like. It was incredible. And that, you know, was the first step in the process. And I honestly believe that it made a huge difference in that who we were as a team
0: and how we came together to create that. So, and when you've talked about it in the past, you've said very confidently many times, like, I believe we would have won nationals that year. I do. Yeah. Like it, it, it's so powerful to you that it's, it's, it's as if it happened, even it though is. I
1: feel like we did, yeah. I feel like we ended with a national championship and that was,
0: and it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. So it's so let's let's look at doing both. Let's look at the skill set for doing both of visualizing the whole team and then of also visualizing yourself. Um, so if you're a coach, like visualizing so let's say you know let's do a shorter term goal it's to win state this this year. or maybe you want to do a longer term goal to win nationals in five years, you know? I, I, we, when I was coaching, I had one team that we started with this small group of girls. We were a small gym and we started with them, you know, all in like level four and the same group of girls all moved up together. Level, I mean, obviously, you know, here and there are different kids, but the core group was the same. And each year they became more successful. And each year we, we started doing better and better at competitions. And so when they were level eights, that was our year and we knew it and we were able to like really push them towards that so maybe you've got a five-year plan maybe it's like i want this this little group of girls that i'm coaching to win you know level eight state in in four years you know it doesn't have to be this year helpful to do both so you're going to visualize like after it's happened so i remember that year we won state (gasps) And, um, it was just this like huge accomplishment. Our gym had never done anything like it before, you know, and like, I remember afterwards, we all went out for dinner and I just remember how much we celebrated. And so like imagine yourself like going out for dinner with the team after it's happened and like everybody being excited and running around and maybe you have party favors and of course the kids all get pizza because that's what they always want to eat when they've like accomplished this big goal. And so you're at a pizza place and like um you know somebody's holding up the trophy and then you get and then you're kind of you get yourself really there. Like, what does it smell like? What is it, you know, or maybe it's the next morning you're sitting in the hotel and you're thinking back about what it was like. And you're really going to put yourself in this future self place where you imagine every detail as if it's already happened. And then what you do is you reminisce and look back. So you're like, wow, I remember four years ago. We start. I, 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 I identified this group of really talented kids and we really started working basics and drills to get them really good at, at, you know, their shapes and their da, 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 I remember when we transitioned to doing this. And then I remember this is how we structured our practices and our season. And, and I remember when, you know, level six, when we won sectionals, And every kid outscored everything they've ever done. And then two weeks later crashed and burned at state because I peaked them too early. So I remember learning from that and changing the timing of how we work to peak for the next year. And then, you know, like reminisce from this future place of success. And then that will actually begin to give you a pathway for like, this is how you're going to become that person. It actually can give you literal plans, but even more than that, like, how do you dress? How do you know, what are you wearing? How do you carry yourself? How are you feeling about yourself? What are you thinking about yourself? What do you look like? Like envisioning all of those things and then working into becoming that person. And who they are, and what they might do. So maybe if you're visualizing yourself as an Olympic coach, like you're visualizing yourself wearing the, you know, wearing the um, warmups and you've got a jacket on that says Team USA, and it wasn't one that you bought. It was like an actual one that you got, you know, or if you're a gymnast, like you get that leotard packet in the mail and you get to put on Team USA and, you know, like all of those things, like imagining all of those details as your future self um, and then using it to move back. So Allie, why don't you chat about the idea of how you would actually walk a team through imagining themselves as as, as team champions?
1: Um, so, I mean, at this point we even knew like the location of where nationals was going to be. And so, um, we like set the entire scene of what the gym looked like and what it was going to be like, and, you know, got as specific as possible there. And then we did, I mean, honestly, it's a very similar process. It was just, um, as a team, you know, what, what did it feel like and all of the things and how were, how did we act as a team and like, what values did we have as a team that helped us get here? Cause mm-hmm. not just like as a coach, um, as a coaching staff, yeah, that totally helped us create a plan, but the gymnasts, they're going to, sh- they want to show up and work Our plan. That's typically what they do, right? I mean, they have plans and adjustments and things, but like for the most part, coaches create the plan, the gymnasts work the plan. And in order to work the plan as a team, what values are going to help them get there? And so I think that that was really what um, helped us the most is tap into like, okay, as a team, what kind of values are going to help you get to this place of how you feel right here in this championship? And then writing those values out as a team, because no matter what values I describe as basically goals that you can have, like no matter what, because of who you are as a person. So like, um, even if I don't win nationals, I can be a kind human being, even if I crash and burn at gymnastics, I can be a teammate that is supportive and that does all these things. So like the values part is something that they could do no matter what. And I think that really helped build the foundation also to be able to attack those bigger goals, knowing that they'd still have their values. Yeah. And so as a team, let's attack this big goal of winning nationals and then how, what values helped us get us there. And then let's use those values to guide us through the entire process. And so that was the fun way to do it as a team, because I think um, each person is going to have, right, their own like stepping stones. But as a team, if you can have values together, um, that's really going to be what makes the difference.
0: Yeah, love it. Um And if you didn't tune in last week, we talked, Allie talked about the idea of actually taking time out in practice, maybe warm up or cool down to actually do this, this activity together as a team. I was working with a a male gymnast who uh, is, his goal is the um, Olympics in LA. And so he was, he was, experiencing a lot of nervousness around some upcoming competitions. And so I did some visualization work with him about visualizing himself as an Olympian in LA for the purpose of then speaking back into this upcoming meet. So we spent a lot of time really getting into like, okay, you know, you land at LAX and you walk through the airport and then you get there and, you know, you walk into the arena and, um, you know, you've got, Team USA jersey on and really like again like what are you wearing what is it like who are you showing up as what kind of gymnast are you what do you believe about yourself what do you feel about yourself and then we really used that to then um one thing you can do is like write a letter from your future self to your current self but he I didn't have him write a letter I just had him talk to himself like okay now you're this Olympian what would this Olympian say to this version of yourself that's going to a regional meet next weekend? And so that was really helpful for him to then be able to then speak to himself from that future place. So I think many ways that you can use this, like small ways, miniature ways, you can use this in, in kind of micro ways in practice, apart from you know the training is even just to work with them to to think about that okay so like <clears throat> your goal is to become you know a collegiate athlete your goal is to get to level seven your goal is this but you don't imagine yourself that you've already accomplished that okay and if you do that work with them where they kind of can get that then they can recall it in different times so then later on they're struggling with the skill and you're like hey what would that you know level What would that collegiate gymnast that you imagined yourself being say to yourself right now? And, um, and then kind of bring that in, in little micro bits, um, through, uh, practice and getting ready for competition and all of those things. And, And usually what they're like is like, once they can imagine themselves reaching this bigger goal, the things they're doing right now seem very inconsequential and small and not a big deal. You know, so like for him, it was like right now, this, this competition was a qualifier competition. It was a huge deal, how he performed that it meant everything about who he was as a gymnast. But when he looked back at it from the perspective of being an elite or being an Olympian, it was like, this is just a little small competition on the way actually wasn't very big deal. It was a small little stepping stone. It was actually a really easy competition, like compared to what he would now be doing at the Olympics. It was just like a small little meet that that wasn't a big deal at all. And that really helped him shift his perspective about this upcoming meet, this upcoming competition from it being this scary, huge, big thing to being this like little thing. So then I also had him do some work of like, hey, okay, now you're an elite. Gymnast. So I want you to remember back at you know a level five competition. And he's like, oh yeah, those are easy. You know, so okay, so then now I want you to go ahead and then and then look back at this point. And then that can really help them kind of get out of things being said, you know. So it's like, okay, once I'm an Olympian and I'm doing a flip-flick lay on beam this back walk over on high beam, not that scary. Yeah. You know? And I
1: actually want to point out, I liked how you said that too, of going back because people actually have fear of doing this because they think that when they don't think it's a big deal, that they're not going to care anymore, mm. which is like, so not the reality. Like, as you're saying this, I'm like imagining, but I want it to be a big deal because then I care more. And then I'm going to like, if I don't care, then I'm just not going to do well. And then it's like, So not the reality, all that this is doing is putting it into perspective of like getting you back in this emotional state of like, you're doing it because you love it and you're doing it because you want to do it. And that like what you do won't make you less of a person, not necessarily in a way of you don't care what happens. And it just relieves some of that external pressure that you put on yourself. And so I do want you to consider that because if you start going through this with an athlete and they're like, but I want to (laughs) care, that does not mean you're not caring. This just means that we are getting yourself to be in a, um, basically a better mindset in order to uh, compete the way that you want to be competing. And thinking back to your past self, like that kind of makes that a reality, like to your past self, thinking about like that level five is no big deal, but like, you still cared. Right. And so it's really helpful to use that in a way of being like, see, like it's not making it not matter. It's making it so that you're back in this mental state of it's, everything matters in this meat
0: nothing will be okay if I do bad. <laughs> yeah. We have a whole little video series on this idea of pressure and perfectionism and how we believe that it will help us perform and why it doesn't. So you can, you can, um, we'll try to link that, but one of the things I really want to help you like add to that is, is like actually walk you through if you've been paying attention with us for a while, a thought model. So when you think something like, this competition is the, you know, is so most important, important here. Yeah. Most important one of the year This is the most important one of the year or Ali, you did one of my favorites that was like, if I don't make this vault, I won't ever get put in lineup again. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, or like something like that, but any thought that causes you to feel pressure or anxiety when you feel pressure then the actions you take are usually to either not go at all, not do it at all. Like when you feel anxiety or pressure, you either like don't do the skill at all, don't do the thing at all, mess up, fall off. Um, Or you go super hard. Like you just kind of do this, like I just got to get it over with. Like you want that feeling of, I remember one time, it was on a really turbulent flight, like really turbulent. And I felt so anxious that we were going to crash that at one point I started hoping we would just crash because I just wanted that feeling of anxiety to be gone. I was like, I don't care how it ends. I don't care if it ends by us crashing. I just want to get to the ground because I, like, I can't handle this feeling of anxiety. I didn't have any of these tools back then. <laughs> can't handle this feeling of anxiety I just want it to be over with and so a lot of times what gymnasts will do is like if I just get this over with then the feeling of anxiety will be gone and so they like they chuck it (laughs) the super
1: speed flight series it's my favorite or like
0: the sprint of the vault that is like what is happening their steps are all off because they're running like faster and harder than they've ever practiced running before or yeah (laughs) just this idea of like I just want to get it over with. Or whenever you're anxious or scared, you often like literally curl up into a ball, you withdraw. And so the other thing that the gymnast will often do is they they'll go hard or they won't go hard enough. They'll get really tentative and timid and literally their body like hunches up and they don't go for it correctly. All of those things then create a result of usually like not doing the skill, not performing at their best actually making whatever they were afraid of happening. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is the meat of my life. I have to do amazing or else like I'm going to disappoint everybody and you know I'm going to disappoint myself. I won't, I won't get the score I need to move up. I won't, you know, qualify for that competition, whatever that might be. They actually create the result of it happening because of that pressure and that fear. Mm -hmm. So we think that pressure and that fear makes us perform better. Many people are able to perform well in spite of the pressure. And then, so then they believe that the pressure was what made them perform well, but it's never true. What's going to make you perform well is the confidence. It's the belief in yourself. It's the feeling, you know, um, most of my gymnasts perform best out of calm, like that feeling of calm Mm -hmm. or that feeling of centered or certain, um, that feeling of expectant, hopeful, optimistic, like all of those are going to drive them actually doing their technique, doing their skills correctly, but pressure never does. And so um, that's a good little side note that to envision to be a, whatever you can do to help take off the pressure will help your gymnasts. Mm-hmm. And it has to be authentic. It has to be real. Like So for this gymnast that we were, that I was talking about, like it was a qualifying meet, you know? So I I wasn't gonna tell him, it doesn't matter how you do at this meet. Like his season was gonna be over if he didn't qualify. End of that, you know? And so like, you can't, it has to be authentic. You can't be like, oh, this one doesn't matter. It's not a big deal when everyone knows it is. But you can do things to remove the pressure Um, And that will do nothing but help them. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's the entire idea of visualizing yourself in the future place. That's going to allow you to put yourself in a place to see how you can do that. It's kind of like the imaginative world where you can kind of, you know, allow yourself to see things in a, in a different way. And so that's why it's so powerful. And it's, and we know visualization of skills is used a lot, and this one isn't used quite as often, but I think that it's a huge key to actually allowing It to all work together.
0: Yeah. Visualizing yourself already accomplishing it, which then takes off the pressure. And we talked about this last week, but it it works in the same way. This is one of the few times when you can create confidence for something you don't have past evidence of.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If you create that evidence in your brain, your brain believes it's true as much as if it already happened. And then once it believes it's true, it will then be like, oh, I know how to do this. We've done this already. So, I agree with Allie that I think you guys would have been national champions. You visualized yourselves doing that so much that once you would have gotten there, it's like, we know how to do this. We totally know exactly your brain's like, I've already done this before. And so then you feel confident. That's when you feel confident is when your brain's like, I've already done this before. I totally know how to do this. I've got this. And so when you can feel that confidence, even when you haven't done it before, oh my gosh, such a game changer.
1: And my last point of that is we all believe the entire team was that way because we did it together. It wasn't like, I've got this, but I'm not sure what they're going to do. It's it was <laughs> like, it was like, we're all on the same page here and this is happening. And that's yeah. all, that's what it was.
0: Yeah. We've got this. We know it. Yeah. yeah. So it. fun. Oh, I got chills talking about it. So yeah. All right. Uh, next week we are going to move into a different, some, um, some other tools besides visualization for mastering your mind. And so make sure and tune in. We'll see you then. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at AthletesMindsetAcademy.com. Let's do this.